hosting for your tech life proudly provided by web central everything technology from computers to mobile phones tvs and the internet information you want Want. all the help you need your tech life with trevor long thank you for listening thank you for downloading your tech life now my name is trevor long and you can get in touch anytime you like uh just go to the website eftm.com.au and um Send me an email. Say good day. Doesn't matter what it's about. Uh, happy to hear from you, and uh, certainly um, happy to help. The, the show is about helping you. If you've got a question with technology, a problem with technology, or you just want to have a chat about some form of technology in your life, uh, do let me know. Do give me a call, and uh, I will try and help you out. Now, a few calls this week. Uh, what have we got? We've got printers. We've got internet problems. We're going to talk about tap and go cards and how you can uh, stay safe if that's something that worries you. I'm okay with that. If it worries you, that's all right. And uh, so we'll talk about that. That's um, an interesting little product. I've got some fun little reviews, uh, an amazing little um, iPhone case from an Aussie company. Uh, There's a set of headphones that cost $500. Vodafone has some news this week uh, around sharing data and sharing amongst your family. Not a bad idea. Plus, Stan is coming to Vodafone. Uh... Garmin is the company we do it all for. Thanks to the good people at Garmin. They bring you each and every week your tech life. And without their support, I'm not sure we would be here. Because I don't do this for fun. I love it. But uh, there is something that needs to drive me into the office, and that is um, the great support of Garmin. And the other thing I'll tell you about is Mobile World Congress. This is a huge mobile phone or mobile phone accessories and mobile connectivity uh, show in Barcelona or Barcelona. And that is next week, and I'll be there, um, traveling over there next week with Ford. Uh, so clearly, more than just mobile phones on, on show there. I think Ford are going to showcase once again some of their innovations in smartphone connectivity, uh, the way they're, um, they're they're building their cars to, to operate with our phones. So that'll be an interesting one to look at. But as well as that, we've got big news from a lot of big companies, and I'll tell you about them shortly. But as I say, it is your show. I do like to hear from you, and uh, it would be great to hear from you. So jump on the blower, uh, 1-800-157-157. Or, of course, you can call, um, uh, you can email, sorry, um, eftm.com.au is the website. And uh, happy to hear from you there. And if you send an email, I'll uh, line up a chat with you here on the podcast. Always great to have your company right here, Your Tech Life. And uh, great to be featured this week also in the iTunes store. So that's very nice. And if you uh, are uh, blithering around there and having looks, then uh, do um, do leave a comment, do leave a review. I'm looking at one now. Rodder. Uh, Rodder left a comment a few days ago. Trevor's podcast is a must for the tech head and a newbie alike. He presents in a way that goes into detail for someone new to a particular gadget but doesn't bore uh, the Ofei techie. Still manages to pack plenty of interest in. Like the song... He's the only nerdy guy for you. Thanks, Trevor. Love your work. No, thank you, Rodder. And if you uh, spare the time, jump on to iTunes and leave a review and uh, a rating. Now, toffee is um, something some people love to eat, but it's not for me. But there is a company called Toffee Cases. Now, that's an Australian company. um, Started a few years ago. And they have, honestly, some of the most beautiful stuff I've seen in a very long time. Uh, I'm just reaching behind me there to grab um, the Flip Wallet, which is one of the products I've reviewed this week. It's already on EFTM. Uh, if you want to see photos, I took a lot of photos of the Flip Wallet, and uh, you can see those up on the website, eftm.com.au. Uh, I've got another one called the uh, 
I think it's the corner sleeve for your uh, for your iPad. That's also beautiful. And then uh, Jeff Quattromani, who's um, has taken on uh, the Workers Lifestyle Editor for EFTM, will um, will review for me uh, th- something. I think it's called the Fitzroy. Looks like a really nice over the shoulder uh, laptop bag. Um, the thing about these wallets uh, is the quality. So the Flip Wallet is uh, the one I got was for iPhone six plus. And if you imagine. You know those basic shell-like covers for iPhones. They, they just clip on the back. Imagine one of those, but then it's also stuck with you know adhesive, very very strong adhesive glue, um, to a a leather uh, pouch. Now it is simply a, a you know an A-frame fold-out, but it has three four slots for credit cards. It has a little pocket for uh, for cash, and when you flip it around, so the phone is covered, then you get a phone call. You open it up and and you fold the 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 back around onto the back of the phone. It magnetically stays there, so it's not flipping around in the wind while you're trying to talk on the phone. And, of course, when it's shut, well, it's basically a wallet. Um, look, I found it to be a great little product. I'm not sure it's for me because I, I've already minimized my wallet life, so I don't really want to overstate my phone. I keep my phone pretty pretty bare. But if you're looking for a case, then I want you to check out Toffee Cases. The, um, the quality is sensational. The, the, the real leather they use, plus a very nice fabric, uh, a checkered fabric on the inside. It, it really was an elegant look, and they're, they're $45 to $55, uh, depending on which phone you got. They have them for Samsung Galaxy S4, S5, iPhone 5, 5S, 6, and 6 Plus. Great little product. The, the sleeve for the iPad uh, that I have from the Toffee people um, is also beautiful because a lot of the time you don't want... Um, uh, you know, a cumbersome thing. You just want, I mean, the iPad is a great product on its own. You just want to be careful when you're carrying it around. Seventy nine ninety five. the leather corner sleeve. Again, it's just a beautiful piece of leather with beautiful stitching and a very nice um, solid, like a big, big teeth on the zipper, if that makes sense to you. And, uh, and on the inside, again, a really nice uh, looking fabric and a little pouch pocket in, the, in, in there too. So look, a great little product. Um, recommend you check it out if, you look, if you've got an iPad Air. Um, the sleeve on the inside is enough uh, to fit your iPhone in. So that's one of the great things about it. They've really put some thought into that. It'll also fit in there if you've got a smart cover on too. So great little product, Aussie company. So there was something special about seeing it and seeing the words designed in Sydney. So, I mean, yes, of course it's made in China and nearly everything is, but, uh, you know, I can't imagine them coming up with a production run in Australia for this. But designed here, it's an Aussie company. It's a beautiful website. They've done a great job. So check them out. If you're looking for accessories for your iPhone, your iPad, your laptop, whatever it might be, Toffee. Toffeecases.com is the website. I really liked it. So check it out. Now, I've not been to Mobile World Congress. Um, I remember speaking to Stephen Fennick on Two Blokes Talking Tech a couple of years ago when he was there. Um, So I had this thing in my head how big it'll be, but I think it's going to be bigger than I even imagined now. I um I I've accepted a a trip there with Ford, um, which was interesting because a couple of mobile phone companies were talking to me. But then I thought, oh, that's an interesting. One. Let's see what Ford's doing. So I'll obviously get to see what all the phone companies are doing. Um, Sunday night, pretty much Monday morning, um, next week, HTC and Samsung have they have their big announcements, and um, you know that they'll be announcing new flagship phones. LG and Sony will have announcements as well. And all of the smaller manufacturers, as well as accessories and different things, will be there across the week. It's a big show. I'm only going to be at the show for a couple of days before I head back. It seems a ridiculous place to go for a couple of days, but um, so, so so be it. Um, 
But what I expect to see, firstly from Ford, I do expect to see very similar to, to CES, if I'm honest, um, talk about their, their in-car connectivity for your smartphone, the smartphone infotainment, uh, smartphone control, so you know having apps that are, that are based around the phone. But you never know what else we might see, so that'll be interesting. Um, HTC, uh, the, the rumours are, are running hot and fast that the, the M8, which was last year's phone, will be replaced by the M9. Uh, no great surprise there. It'll still be called the HTC One. Um, but it'll be announced on the 1st of March over there in Barcelona. And the problem is a lot of people are disappointed. We're expecting pretty much the same look device. And I think they'll pack a, a better camera, probably more simplistic camera, um, and a better overall experience into it. Um, HTC have the power to be great, but something stops them getting there. I don't know if it's marketing dollars or what, but something stops them just making that next break. So... Um, uh, that that's a big deal, but really the big one for me is I think, and this is going to sound crazy, but I think it's the return of Samsung. I think Samsung had a shocking year. The Samsung Galaxy S5 is a great phone. It was well promoted. The waterproof features, different stuff like that were excellent, but it just still struck me as poorer quality in construction and materials, plasticky, uh, faux leather, the rumors we're seeing, and these are these are official leaks from Samsung, they're kind of teaser images, are very nice. Um, it does look like a metal phone. If it's faux metal, I'll be very sad because I think it I think it's them foregoing a potential domination of the smartphone market with that device. I know they dominate overall, but device head to head, I don't think the Samsung Galaxy S5 has outsold the iPhone 6 and 6 Plus. Um the the look of it it looks like it's uh, from from front to back tapered quite heavily at the nose and tail if you like um, aerodynamically um, it, it looks like it's metal it looks like the screen slightly curves around each edge as well not a la the Samsung Galaxy Note edge but just a slight curve on the edge um, which hopefully will bring it to a kind of borderless look which I think is what I've been waiting for for some time from a mobile phone company. So I think we've got a really exciting week ahead with mobile phones. I think they can really do um, do, do something you know serious for um, to shake up the, the Android industry, and hopefully that's what will happen next week. It's actually kind of negative for the industry if Samsung smash it out of the ballpark because what's, what's left for everyone else? But it's good for the competition with Apple anyway. So I'm off to Mobile World Congress. I will be there from, uh, I leave on Friday, so I think I arrive, uh, I'm going to say, Sunday morning uh, Australian time. Um, don't tell anyone, but the, um, the Barcelona uh, Formula One circuit is uh, hosting the final weekend of Formula One preseason testing. I plan to go out and have a little sneaky look. Um, it'll save me jet lag. You know, I arrive, I shouldn't go to sleep, I should go out, get out. I'm not a tourist, so I'll be going to the Formula One to see the cars, make hear the sound a little. So <laughs> that'll be good. Um, and uh, that's all ahead of me next week. So follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long, on Instagram, at Trevor Long AU, and on Facebook. Um, my Facebook is, is facebook.com forward slash Trevor Long. And EFTM, of course, is facebook.com forward slash EFTM online. Call him Techie. Trevor Long is such an 
Thanks to the good people at Garmin, Garmin Satellite Navigation and GPS Technologies. Now, I find this to be a very cool idea. Garmin at CES had a bunch of, um, of different bands and, and fashionable bands for their uh, Vivo Fit. Um, on their website right now, if you go to garmin.com.au, you'll see um, summer colours for the Vivo Fit bands. Now, you can actually buy a three-pack of bands, so three new colors for your vivo fit you don't you don't have to change vivo fits the, the device comes out of the case and you can put it in another one so you can actually have your existing one plus three others 35 dollars 35 dollars australian so you can keep on track and be stylish with these colored bands for your vivo fit they come in a pack of three as i've said um, choose your wrist size and then choose your your, uh, your three colors the three colors on option are purple teal and blue uh, or black slate and red uh, or orange pink and green so a great little idea there so that you can really kind of create a, an accessory with that thing. The thing I like about it is the, excuse me, the one I've got is green and I don't really like wearing it to work. So I might get myself the, the, the three pack of bands, the uh, black slate and red. The slate and the black work perfectly for work, but the red could be for weekends. So check that out. If you've got a Vivo Fit, um, let me know. I'd love to hear from you. How do you use it? How well does it work for you? Um, what, what do you do with it? How does it motivate you to, to work harder and walk more, perhaps? Um, let me know. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Send me an email. Uh, and check out the Vivo Fit bands at garmin.com.au. Thank you for listening. Get in touch anytime. Go to the website eftm.com.au or call 1-800-157-157. Let's go to the phones. G'day, Diane. Oh, hi, Trevor. Thanks for um, That's calling right. me. What can I do uh, for you? My computer is excruciatingly slow on um, the internet. I have no problems with emails coming in, but the internet is so slow when I do a speed test, it comes up at 2KB. 2KB? Absolutely, yeah. Down? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh Sometimes even to get the speed test going takes 40 minutes. Whoa. Yeah. And we're definitely talking KB, not MB. KB. That's yeah. insane. Where do you live, Diane? Cogra Bay. And so I'm only in... a couple of Ks from the exchange. Wow, that is... So what have you done about this? Who's your ISP? Uh, EasyNet. It's a small company in Mona Vale. Mm. Uh, he's checked his end. He said there's nothing wrong. We did recently have problems with the telephone cable, but Telecom fixed that. Mm. Um, and we've checked everything else, and my support team reckons it could possibly be the two-pair block where the um, phone line comes in. So that's out in the street? No, no, in the house. Right. You know, the little um, where the cables actually come in and then feed into the telephone socket. Right. But you yeah. haven't had that checked. No, that's the only thing that hasn't been checked. We've mm. checked all the sockets. Um, I've taken the filters off, put them back on. We've got oh. two phone line, uh, two telephones in the house, bedroom mm. and kitchen. They've mm. both got filters on them. Um, the actual socket where the uh, modem's plugged in doesn't have a filter. Mm. Uh, the tech support team told me to put a filter on there. I tried that. It didn't make any difference. So you're in a picky situation because Absolutely. you've got an internet provider who with the greatest respect is uh, tiny they're they're, they're yeah. not they're not huge at all 
uh, and you've got a situation where Telstra are probably not the easiest to deal with because you're not getting the internet through them. So, you know, EasyNet probably don't have the influence over Telstra in terms of line check than than anyone else might. So, look, there's a few things I'd do first and foremost, and you may have tried some of these things, but let's just rattle through them. Um, You talked about taking the filters off. I would unplug absolutely everything from, Uh from the phone sockets in the house. Yep. And then I would plug the, the modem in. I would, you know, reboot it and dial it up and, and see whether it gets a, a different connection. Uh, are you connected the computer directly into the modem or via Wi-Fi? Um, Wi-Fi. Get a cable, plug, yep. into, the, plug into the modem. So we yep. need, to, need to eliminate all of the variables. And Wi-Fi is a variable. Now, it shouldn't create the problem that you're having, but, hey, could be the Wi-Fi dongle on your, on your computer is actually playing up. So let's eliminate everything and, and plug your computer directly into the modem with sure. nothing else in their house connected. No. Um, is there the, the phone line that the ADSL is on, is, it, uh, is, there, is there multiple plugs for that phone in the house? Uh, three. So then take the modem plug it into a different phone, plug it into a different socket for the same line, obviously. Yeah. Um, and just, so what, what we're doing is we're checking every port. Like you say, there's this thing, there's this box that hasn't been checked. Telstra's done work outside. What I want you to do is check everything inside. So uh-huh. plug the modem into the different possible plugs and see whether you get any different speed. And then if you've done all those things, oh, then you need that box checked. You really need to get an electrician out to check or replace that box. Yeah. Because um, if, if that doesn't do anything, overseas, and he's a former PABX technician, and he said he will check that um, two-pad. Oh, thing that's over. perfect. When's he due back? Uh, tomorrow morning. Right. We'll get him to whip that thing out and put another one in. Um, have a look at it, and um, and look. I think in the end, if if you've tried those things, like checking all the all the ports in the house, you've replaced that two-pad splitter, then oh, there does come a point where the EasyNet need to provide a line testing service. Yeah, they have to do that via Telstra. I think you're going to have a lot of trouble with that. Yeah. Um, but let me, and, and I, I'm happy to represent to Telstra, but I always come across the problem that essentially the way their wholesale agreements work and all those things, it's really not their problem until they get a, a job from the provider. So um, I don't know what the next step is other than then get back in touch with me and let me talk to Telstra and see whether there's anything they can do. Um, and then, frankly, I'd be putting the pressure on the internet provider because... You know, while while they may be giving you a good deal, this is the moment when you realise what you're getting. So it's probably at that point where you go, well, I need someone who can provide better service and who can get me the, the technical service that's required when I need it. So um, as tough as that may be, it might, might be worth looking around. That's true. I don't have a lot of confidence in Telstra because when we had this problem in the street, they rang me and said, oh, we've repaired it. And I said, well, that's interesting because it's not working. They said, oh, no, we've got the report here. The technician completed on the 16th. I said, well, he's very clever because today's only the 15th. (laughs) That's what you're up against with Telstra nowadays. (laughs) Yeah, look, I mean, I haven't had a massive problem with them uh, over the years. So um, everyone, there's always the odd instance, but I do think that we, we sometimes over... Um, over over report the problems that we have with companies like Telstra, but then that one instance that you have is the thing that sticks with you. So, um, mm. what are you paying, by the way, for for EasyNet? Uh, Sixty four dollars a month. For what do you get? Or I what should you be getting? <laughs> I think it's twenty. Twenty gig. 20, um, no, twenty megs. I think it is. Oh, it's tw- twenty meg theoretical yeah. speeds, and how much data do you think you're meant to be getting? Oh, 
I couldn't remember. I had it put on about five years ago. I had the broadband put on, and we've never ever actually used our mm. amount. So, oh, look, uh, just as a random example, I've just checked iInet, and for yeah. fifty bucks, you get three hundred gigabytes of data. Wow. I'm, I'm tipping you're not getting anything like that with EasyNet. I'd never need that amount. I know, but mm-hmm. but the, so then for thirty nine dollars you get a hundred. So what I'm saying to you is you can probably start saving some money too. Sure. So have a look around. I think it might be worthwhile, you know, contemplating a, a move at this point, because you know the the Telstra, Optus, IONet is the number two actually. Um, these are companies that do internet every day. It's their lives. EasyNet, uh, with the greatest respect to them, never heard of them, and they do. They seem to do a lot of. Um, internet solutions for businesses and networking and stuff. I, I don't think um, home internet is their, is their primary concern. No, it's not. Mm. So, look, have, check those things. Check those things in the house. Plug that modem in everywhere else. Get your husband to check that two pair and then let me know how you go. I will. All right. Thank you, Trevor. I'll give that a go. Good on you. Thanks for getting in touch. Thanks. Bye. Talking technology without the jargon. Your, your tech, tech life with Trevor Long. Well, thank you for listening now. Tap and go. Tap and go technology has basically polarised people. You've either got people who love it and don't care or people who are frightened of it, um, and some for very good reasons. Look, I'm on the fence and I've probably been moved well towards supporting it over over the years because I've understood kind of the real risks in it. But no matter what you do, there's always going to be risks with wireless um, tapping of transactional technology. Now, I've said a million times, I think the the best uh, possible solution for for tap-and-go payments is probably Apple Pay at the moment because you can actually use your fingerprint to authorise the payment. But it's a long way off being prolific, let alone even available. So right now, if you're like me, you've got a couple of cards in your wallet that if you tap them, you you pay. And, you know, there's other things in your life that have this RFID technology in them. And uh, the the kicker there is we we need to make sure that that we're protected. So um, there's a company out there called Armacard. Now, Armacard looks to help us and uh, and help protect us uh, from the potential uh, potential risks of RFID technology. And uh, the man behind Armacard is Tyler Harrison. He's on the line. G'day, mate. How are you doing? G'day, Trevor, mate. Thanks. Uh, thanks so much for having me tonight. No, no problems at all. Now, I've done probably uh, in five years. I've probably done. 10 stories on tap-and-go technologies and the risks and the, and the warnings on a current affair over the years. Um, it is a real concern for people. It is um, one that we can get people riled up about. What do you see as the risk uh, for tap-and-go technology for the average Joe? Look, mate, I think uh, the risk is it is that it's just the nature of this technology. The fatal flaw is that it's, it transmits your data wirelessly over open airwaves. Hmm. Now, that means that anyone, and I mean anyone, can buy a, a reader off eBay for under 100 bucks or off Amazon, uh, download some free software, you know, by surfing the net and getting free software and turning that reader into a skimmer. And what the kicker is here as well is that now with NFC or near-field communication-enabled smartphones, you can download free apps that turn your phone into a skimming device. Mm. And it's just frightening. That means that basically you don't even have to be a criminal to do it. You can just be an opportunist. So you're walking down a, you know, a shopping mall, you've got this skimming device, you need 100 bucks. you walk up someone on, the, on an escalator and bit, you've got it. And that's the scary thing about this technology is that it, it's open and it transmits. What do they get, when they, what do they get when, they, when they scan, scan my bum for my wallet? What are they getting from my, from my tap-and-go debit card, for example? Credit card details, your name, your expiry date. There's even an app out there now that records it like a transaction. 
So they'll multiple ping you 10 times in a second, get $1,000, so 10 transactions of 100, and it's recorded like a transaction. All they do is go and replay that transaction at a tap-and-go uh, terminal, and it treats it like a normal transaction. Are you able to duplicate that process, that, that, that scam here in Australia with Australian cards? I've got uh, three apps on my on my smartphone at the moment that do it. We just downloaded a brand new one about four days ago. It's that's a brand new one called a, a bank card reader or something. Yeah, right. Well, but yes, I'm... it is. It is. It is doable. Yep. Okay. So, what does what does Armor Card do? Because Armor Card is basically, you know, it's a, it's a credit card size thing. It's not like a. See, I, I, I've to be honest, I'm, and I'm reading your website. I've noticed that you've linked to to one of the stories we did on a current affair, and 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 one of the solutions that often gets put up, and I I always am, am reluctant to even talk about, is the whole you know special wallet that does this and that. I'm I'm not sure people want to carry around a special wallet, but what you've got is a card that effectively disarms. All of your all of your, your tap and go cards while they're around it. Yes, mate. What 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 we we deem that um, I, I guess first generation technology, protective technology, like your 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 blocking or your shielding, your RFID wallets or your credit card sleeves. We do them as passive first generation uh, protection. And what that means is basically they try to shield a reader from from uh, skimming you. So whereas Armor Card, we're a second generation product. We're the only product that are, that Treats this technology, technological crime with combats it with technology. We jam the frequency that they communicate under. So your credit card and that reader cannot communicate because we jam the frequency. 13.56 megahertz. Your passports use that frequency. Uh, your credit cards use that frequency. It's the most common frequency for those contactless devices. And Armour Card is the only product that jams it. And I guess the point being that if you have it in your wallet, it's it's protecting you when you're not expecting to use your card, i.e. when you're being scammed, but it allows you to still pull out the card and use it when you want to. Great. That's exactly right, mate. And we've even got a feature on our card where you can it's a skin-sensitive switch. You don't even have to take your tap-and-go credit card out of your wallet. You can just put your thumb on the, uh, on the switch. It will temporarily disable the jamming feature when you're near a reader, and it will allow the transaction to go through. As soon as you take your finger off, the jamming boots up and will not allow the transaction or not allow the reading to go. So this is so not new. You, you've been you've been plugging away at this for a while. What do you think is is? Uh, I mean, how's it going for you? More importantly, is is it successful Look, for you at the moment, mate? It's 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 been a two and a half year uh, exercise from an idea to to getting it manufactured, and, and now we're in national retailers across Australia, um, and also um, we're we're in talks with the US. So I guess you know it's been a long road, but we believe in it, and the reason why we started this is because we did some research about it and saw that those wallets, and if you look and do a bit of a Google search, you can see that there are white hacks or penetration uh, specialists out there that have shown you how easy it is to skim even through these passive devices like RFID-blocking wallets. So we weren't, I wasn't personally secure about my own data being in one of those, so that's why we decided to tackle this a different way, and that's why we electronically jammed that communication link. And, on the card and what's the product under. worth? I mean, is it something you're selling directly? Is there is there outlets people can buy them? Yeah, mate, it's uh, it's it's under fifty dollars, so it's forty nine ninety five. You can buy it online at our at our website at armacard.com.au or go into JB Hi-Fi nationally or uh, Harvey Norman or even Tech to Go at the airports. They all stock it for us. Um, and look, it's it's for less than a cup of co- a cup of coffee a month, you can be protected. We love this technology. I use tap and go every day. But everyone in this day and age, whether it's antivirus, whether it's insurance, whether it's it's something to protect your product, why shouldn't you protect your credit cards? Mm. You know, that, that, that skimming is it will hurt us as a consumer. 
Um, and, you know, you might as well start taking back some of that privacy and controlling it, and this is a way to do it, protecting your credit card. And I guess and that's the point, isn't it? It's like antivirus for your wallet. Uh, you know, you're, just, you're yep. just placing a layer of protection, electronic protection over your wallet so that even if, as you say, you love it, I use it every bloody day. I just don't carry cash yep. anymore. Fantastic. But yep. um, But it's that level of protection for when you aren't using it that matters. Yep. And, uh, and uh, even in one of your reports on ACA recently, you mentioned, you know, the, 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 more, the more people that use it, the more, you know, the more it's going to get out there and get skinning. I mean, you don't even have to use this technology. If some people go, I don't want to use tap and go, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not happy and comfortable using it. If you've got it in your wallet, you're open to be skimmed. It's just the nature of this technology. And that's why you need to be protected. Okay. Well, good luck with it, mate. I'm, I'm, I'm pleased to see it's getting distribution. That's, I mean, as a, as a, uh, as a small business, I guess it, that's the kicker, isn't it? It's well, well and good to have a product online, but you know, getting into Harvey Norman JB Hi-Fi must have been a big deal for you. Yeah, it's, it's, it's fantastic, mate, to get some retailers that are really supporting it. And 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 look, we really want to just you know show people and help people to start getting back there. You know, taking control of their own privacy. And this is you know the first line of defence we guess is is, is on the phone. Armacard, uh, armacard.com.au if you want to find out more or uh, look for those. You can buy it there and you can look for the links to all the retailers. Well done, Tyler. Good luck and, uh, and keep in touch. Thanks so much, Trevor. Thanks for your time. Your Tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. This is Your Tech Life. Uh, you can get in touch. Jump on Twitter at Trevor Long or on the website eftm.com.au. G'day, Jace. Yeah, Trevor. How are you going? Good, buddy. What can I do for you? Oh, I'm looking at getting a new printer, but I'm looking at some of the specs nowadays, and mm. I notice that um, printers like have um, the dots per inch as 24 by 600 mm. or 1200 by 1200. I'm trying to look around the forums, and there's no real clear answer what really is the difference between yeah. the both and what one would be a better one to have. What are you printing? That's the that's the that's the kicker. Uh, it's mainly a look. I print um, graphic diagrams and just word documents stuff on those lines. I'm not printing photos or anything like that. I wouldn't be too stressed to be honest. I'd be looking for a printer. I'd be I'd be using other specs as the guide because honestly, you've got to be printing pretty special stuff to be worrying about the the absolute DPI down to you know the twelve hundred to twenty four hundred level. Um, I don't think you'll notice any massive issues with uh, with the the twenty four hundred by six hundred, for example. It'll print everything you need. What you really should be looking at, I reckon, are things like page printing speed. So, you know, pages per minute, the old PPM, they call it. Yeah. Um, yep. And you know the other thing to research on printers is the uh, replacement uh, cartridges. Cartridges. Because, <laughs> you know, you can buy a, a printer for 60 bucks, but <clears throat> but the, the, the cartridges are 60 bucks each, and there's four cartridges in each one. So it's very it's a very interesting thing. I've, we've got this, um, goodness me, I think it's a Fuji... A Fuji Xerox kind of thing. Anyway, it's um, a nice little laser printer. I'd never had a laser printer at home. Um, and it was given to me by Fuji Xerox to try, and, and, the, and they said, hold on to it. And I went, yeah, no worries. But how much are the replacement cartridges? Sent my wife to Officeworks one night because she was going there, and I said, I'll get these. They were like $400. And I yeah. nearly, nearly died. But in its defense, that was mm, 12 to 18 months ago, and we haven't even replaced them all yet. So it's actually looking, worked out to be a really good investment. Yeah, I've been looking at a, at a Butler one. I think those cartridges are about, um, I think, 214, but it works out at, at three cents a page as opposed to some other cartridges. I think that would be about five or six cents a page. Are you end, doing that so. calculation yourself, or is there, a, is there an no, like there, tool? Just look at some of the specs on, on the websites themselves mm-hmm. when you compare printers. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking along those lines there as well. But, 
<laughs> yeah, look, I'd be looking for your page page speed and page price. Find a balance between the two, uh, and, and buy based on that. I think that's you know probably the smartest way to go. I don't think you need to worry too much about um, about the the DPI. If you were you know someone that was doing you know obviously graphic design, but certainly uh, areas where you needed the resolution, the detail, I'd be a bit more worried. But I honestly, I think it'd, it'd be a real struggle. What if I was interested in the, in the detail? I mean. Because there are some diagrams that I print out where detail uh, does become a factor. So then, then the thing to remember is those those numbers are about um, horizontal and vertical. So while it might be nice to have twenty four hundred one way, uh, you're only getting six hundred vertically. So the best the best one out of those two that you've mentioned is the twelve hundred by twelve hundred. Um, yeah. So there's no doubt that that you're on the right track in in asking that question. Um, but then again, I, I would go into a shop and ask them to print something that you provide on, you know, something with a 600 and something with a 1200 yeah. and, and see whether you, your eye can even tell the difference. Yeah. Remember, the yeah. paper is about is just as important as anything else, too, because I've, I'm testing this Canon printer at the moment. Really nice printer. Uh, let me see. MG7560. It's a, it's a very nice thing. Simple little things like, mate, when you hit print, the, the front of it opens up because you know how these things have, you know, open and shut front. Very, very nice that I can keep it shut all the time and then it just opens when it needs to. But, you know, it prints a nice picture, but it's bloody ugly on normal paper. Then I put photo paper in it. Oh, my goodness, it's stunning. So the paper makes as much difference as the DPI itself and probably you only start noticing the DPI once you start putting in the high-end paper. Yeah, so I'm not, I'm not, not interested in a, um, a colour printer at the stage, just... Just the old mono laser yeah. is all I really need at home, and yeah, give it a. Well, I mean, no look, it's it's a balance, isn't it? Right? It's it's like anything when you're shopping, you you're making a balance, and it sounds to me like you need a balance between pages per minute, cost per page, and the resolution. But the resolution sounds like it's the third consideration. Yeah, yeah. Good well, luck, mate. No worries. Good Thank luck. you very much, and lo- love your show too. Good on you, mate. Really appreciate it, okay. and uh, thanks for getting hey. in touch. No, cheers. Bye. Talking technology without the jargon. Your Your Tech tech Life with Trevor Long. Thank you for listening. Now, I had a chance this week to to review fully the Parrot Zik 2.0. Now, these headphones are beautiful um, because they're designed by Philippe Stark. Now, he's a smart man. He he knows his stuff, Philippe Stark. Um, So they're they're actually a little different, if I'm honest. Um, they, They don't look like your conventional headphones. They're a little bit slightly different shaped around the ear, and they also have a little bit more design going into the, the kind of mechanism between the earphones and the band over your head. They don't look outrageous, but they certainly do look different, and they come in a range of colours as well. The ones I've got are black, so nothing outrageous about that. Now, a few things about them. The, the sides of the ears are actually touch-sensitive, so that's how you swipe forward and back and down for you know volume and track forward and stuff. So it's all kind of touch. You just slide your finger over it. They have, brilliantly in them, they have sensors so that when you take them off your ears, they, they pause your music. So that's good for battery and, and for you know, your music listening. Um, they have, obviously, active noise cancelling. They, um, they are wireless. They are Bluetooth. These are all things that aren't terribly new. Um, but they, they bring it all together very, very nicely. But you know what sets these things apart and potentially does make them worth $500? The app. They have an app which allows you to open it up and you can see all the, the, the vitals. You can see the battery life and stuff. <clears throat> Excuse me. But you can also see um, things like you can change the, the equalization. So you can actually customize the sound in your ears. You can change the, um, the location of the sound. So if you say, I'm listening to something that should be heard in a concert hall. It'll actually change the sound dynamic to concert hall style. 
Um, it does it automatically right in front of you. And you, you can actually move the sound to be in front of you, behind you, beside you. And I don't know how it does it, but it makes it sound like the music is coming from in front of you or behind you. I don't, it's just they're playing tricks with your ears here, but it's very well done. And then if if you want to, so Conchita Worst, for example, the, the Eurovision um, singer, if you had his her song, you could actually choose the profile of the artist and it will make sure that um, – that, that the sound of the music is exactly as the artist would have intended. So it's a very good way of ensuring that you're getting the exact music that the artist intended you to, to record. So really great stuff, well worth a look. Um, the Parrot Zik 2.0, you'll find those uh, on my website, eftm.com.au. You will also find them in uh, in Apple stores, I noticed. So check them out. They're 500 bucks, so they're not cheap, but still worth a look if you're into um, beautiful and good-sounding headphones. <laughs> Now, Vodafone this week um, announced a few things. They they announced they were having they had a partnership with Stan. Now, Stan is not a person. Stan is the company, the streaming media company, the joint venture between Channel Nine and Fairfax. Um, now, this is very much like their announcement with with Spotify. We've got an announcement. We're not telling you anything, so we don't know much about the deal. But I'm forecasting a couple of things. Firstly, all Vodafone customers are going to get a, a trial of Stan, which is great. Uh, because it's well worth checking out. I love it. I'm loving Stan, mainly because of Better Call Saul, but uh, um, that's good for Vodafone customers if you want to check out Stan, so that'll be announced shortly. And then I think what you'll find is they'll put Stan alongside Spotify and the City Morning Herald and The Age as content options. So as a 12- or 24-month contract customer of Vodafone, you'll be able to choose which one of those things you want access to for a certain period of time. So, for example, right now, if you're on a 24-month high-end contract, you might get Spotify for 24 months. If you're on a 24-month, you know, lower price contract, you might get Spotify for 12 months. So they're basically offering, you know, longer-term discounts on these services, and it's a content play by Vodafone. So very cool. Stan coming to Vodafone customers. The other thing they announced was shared plans. Now, this is critical because Optus and Vodafone have ways that you can add a SIM card to your mobile phone and share your data across, say, a tablet. Vodafone's done the same thing. So if I, Trevor Long, have a Vodafone mobile phone and I want a, a SIM card in my iPad with data on it, I can pay, I think it's 10 bucks a month and I can get one gig of data. The good thing is that gig is one bundle with my smartphone. So if I've got two gig with my smartphone, one gig with my tablet, I've got three gig to use on my smartphone if I never use my tablet. Or if I never use my smartphone for data, I've got three gig on my tablet or I can share it between them. This is where it gets better though. My wife has a Vodafone. I can add her plan into mine and we can share the total call inclusions. So now I've got that three gig. She's got two gig. We've got five gig amongst us. So amongst our phones, we've got five gig. Now, if I go over my two gig and she's going under, none of us pay extra. And that's the benefit. So if you're regularly even getting close to going over, then you can offset your overage with underages in your home. And hopefully that works out. But in the end, if, if you do go over, it's only one additional person going over and the whole additional lot is shared across the whole thing so not very cool not very good not very bad at all um uh, well worth a look and you can have a, a bunch of phones and a bunch of uh, um, ipads and stuff as well so it's a very good deal it'll be available soon vodafone shared plan so if you if that appeals to you i'm really curious because i think it's the first mobile phone plans i've heard that appeal to families I've, I've seen a lot of plans 
this is the first one I've seen that appeals to families. So check that out. There is some more innovations coming in mobile phones in the week ahead. I shall tell you more about that next week. But right now, Vodafone, shared data. Let me know what you think. Go to the website, eftm.com.au. Well, thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. That was Your Tech Life. You can go on the website, eftm.com.au. Read all the fun stuff going on in the world, including the review of the $300,000 BMW i8, which we published on Facebook and YouTube. We'll put a review up shortly. Um, follow me on Twitter, at Trevor Long. Follow the, the podcast, The Technology World, at Your Tech Life. And follow the website, eftm, at eftm. Thank you for listening. Thank you for downloading. Talk to you next week, live from Barcelona, uh, for the Mobile World Congress. 